0: it's Allison Kaczkowski. Thank you so much for joining me for this edition of The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I hope that wherever you are on this Tuesday morning that you're doing something fun and positive for yourself. So you know if you've been following me lately, really since about March, you know that I've had the opportunity to really connect with some pretty amazing people. And I'm, I'm really doing that for a purpose, obviously, but also because I want to feel like I'm giving you really helpful information and helpful strategies on how you can best look after yourself, especially right now where the state of the world is just the way that it is. And so today my guest is Dr. Kathy Groover. Uh, she is based on the West Coast. She is a speaker, author, and coach. And as far as the coaching side of it goes, I'll let her talk about that a little bit. But she she basically does it all. So Kathy, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Allison. I appreciate it. Not a problem. Thanks for making time for me. So of course, tell me a little bit about your coaching business.
1: Yeah. So it sort of was born out of the fact that from the time I was a little kid, everybody would tell me what was going on in their life. And I remember kind of being a 10 year old thinking you're an adult. Like, why are you sharing all these things with me? And for some reason I just had that, that mindset to listen and ask questions. And it always came very naturally for me. Uh, I've had a massage career for about 30 years And I found that so many of the people laying on my table were basically going through coaching sessions with me as well. And so I finally thought, yeah, I finally thought, you know, why don't I just do this? Um, I've been doing hypnosis for a while also, which frankly is like 35 or 40 minutes of coaching before you put someone in state. And so I actually just started my coaching practice probably about two years ago. And yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people who are dealing with le- major life changes. Obviously, you know, we're in the middle of this this COVID thing. People ah. just don't know where to turn next or they're having relationship issues. A lot of relationship issues come in, which makes oh, totally. sense because yeah, that's how all of our childhood stuff comes out is through relation. So yeah, I love doing it. I'm very direct in my coaching, but we have fun. We do a lot of play and a lot of acting things out. And yeah, it's, it's a blast. I love doing it and
0: yeah, and it's, it's just, just, it's so much about getting in the space of possibility too with people, you know, and just what's really available to them.
1: Absolutely. And so often, you know, we can't ask ourselves those questions. We don't think to. We're so great at helping everybody else through their issues. And then ourselves, we kind of wallow in that we put our, you know, sleeves over our hands and go, eh. And it's like, we we need someone to ask us those questions. Deep questions and be with them in that moment, and I love doing it. I absolutely love doing it. So, oh, that's one wonderful. One of my
0: favorite thing. I love. Yeah, that, and I love so. helping
1: people. That's you know that's why I do everything. So,
0: well, I feel like honestly, right now, I think that's the best thing as professionals that we can do for people is is, is you know be there and help in any way possible.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm seeing a lot of, you know, I can't be doing massage right now because everything's shut down. Um, But I've been doing a lot more hypnosis and a lot of coaching, which is what I wanted to move into anyway. Um, My speaking gigs, obviously those aren't happening right now. Uh, But I'm doing a lot of of stress webinars, a lot of people needing some stress relief. So uh, yeah, it's been great. It's been good.
0: Yeah. The stress management thing is something that I really wanted to pick your brain about today because I feel like this is an area where I feel like it's kind of talked about a lot in a casual sense, you know, Um, but I think as far as really getting super specific on, on not just what it is really, but how people can actually apply simple things to their day to day lives, not just to take care of their stress, but also to protect their immune system.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought up the immune system because, you know, if you think back to like, what is it, eighth grade biology, when we learned about that fight or flight response, you know, that is specifically for a short lived dynamic stressor. You're walking through the woods, a bear jumps out, ah, you have a fight or flight response. Uh, And then once once the bear leaves, because it realizes we're actually not tasty, uh, all the chemicals reverse, all the hormones go back to normal, and then we rest, we go to sleep. Well, that's not the case with our stress now. It's this long-term, short, you know, low-grade, sometimes high-grade stressor, and it is absolutely depleting our immune system. At first, we have a boost in our immune system so that if the bear does attack us, we're able to fight off whatever just happened to us. Uh-huh. Uh, but for long-term, absolutely depletes our immune system. Uh, and being that our stress now is not an actual physical threat, it's this perception it's the boss wants to see us on Monday and now we're freaked out. It's these what ifs that keep us up at night. Um, it's really doing damage to pretty much every aspect of our body, our thought processes, our memory. We take more dangerous risks when we're stressed. Uh, our eating and you know all these healthy activities that we were doing kind of goes out the window when we're stressed. So uh, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite things to talk about. I've done a lot of, a lot of work in this realm.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think it's really interesting that you brought up you know, how all these things that we need to be doing go out the window when we're stressed. The ironic thing is, is that that's when we actually need them the most.
1: Absolutely. You know, and what do we turn to to eat when we're stressed? You're no one is like, oh, I'm so stressed. I want a big bowl of broccoli.
0: It's like you're, yeah, stressed I want to go, go eat a salad. You know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah.
1: you want ice cream or you want mashed potatoes and gravy or you want cookies or you know, we want those feel good. He right. gave this to me when I wasn't, you know, happy as a kid food. Um, And it's not the healthiest thing for us. Now, luckily many, and as you know, you're in the fitness realm, turn to exercise as a stress reduction. So that's one of the best things we can be doing is moving our bodies, keeping our minds healthy and controlling our thoughts. To me, that's one of the biggest keys to stress reduction is really what's happening in our own mind.
0: Yeah. And what I see so many people do with that is you know somebody does something that upsets them or maybe it's a you know to to your point maybe it's something in their relationship either with their spouse or a child or a friend or whatever and it's those things that actually set in and really put them in a place where they're going to do things that don't serve them
1: yeah. And I, you know, I've seen so many people who just ended a relationship and either they drop a bunch of weight or they gain a bunch of weight. Um, yeah. Some people are stress eaters and some people are stress. I can't even think about putting food in my mouth because, uh, you know, it makes me nauseous. I'm having anxiety, blah, 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 blah. There's such this huge mind body connection. And I've had the privilege of studying that for years. I actually went to Harvard, I think four or five times and studied with some of the geniuses in mind body medicine. Wow. And to me, fantastic. It's, Oh, it's so much. It's, they have such great programs. And to me, it's not about the body. It's not about the mind. It's about that hyphen in between. It's yeah. about that connection of what are our thoughts doing to our body and what is our body doing to our thoughts? You know, there's the top up, top down, and the bottom up concept. Um, and, and, you know, I see people just getting in these loops of thinking that are so detrimental to our health and our well being and our happiness. You know, our brain doesn't recognize the difference between what we're thinking about and what we're imagining and what's really happening. So if we're playing these negative scenarios over and over and over again in our brains, one, our body thinks it's happening, so it mounts a fight or flight response. And two, it leads towards more negative things. We start looking for that in the environment. And yeah. how are we gonna get those things we want if we're focused on just negative stuff?
0: Yeah. So what what would you in your opinion, put your coaching at Han, here for a minute, what would What are like your your three best tips as far as just easy day to day stress management? I mean, because I mean, honestly, I think I think sometimes we have the best of intentions, but, Mm -hmm. you know, we have there's so many old stories playing in our heads all the time that we can logically know on one hand that we need to make a change. But when it comes down to making that change, it's just not happening.
1: Yeah, and, and you know it's it's simple, but it's not easy. We do have to rewire our brain. Yeah. Um, when we think negative thoughts, certain connections happen in the brain. The more we think those thoughts, those connections grow stronger. It's neuroplasticity. You know, we didn't think we could do that a couple of years back, and now we realize, yeah, we can rewire our brain. So it's uh-huh. a matter of stepping out of those those wagon wheel ruts and forming an entire new synapse process, which is not easy to do. Uh, but yeah. kind of once you know. It's that, you know, knowledge is power thing. Once you know it's an option, then you have the ability to do it. And yeah. so the, te- the technique that I teach, five techniques, and the one that I start with is breathe and breathe more and then breathe slower. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's actually, it sounds ridiculous, but that, you know, take a deep breath and count to 10, that's a thing and that works um, for a couple reasons. It brings us back to the present. And in the present moment, there's no stress. The stress is behind us and those things are dragging around from the past and the future and those what ifs, those things that probably aren't even going to happen. Um, it tells our brain we're okay because as soon as we start to slow our breathing down, it signals that the fight or flight response can stop because we're actually not being threatened. Uh-huh. And it gives us this opportunity to pause. And in that pause, you can make the decision whether you're going to respond or whether you're going to react. And it's those reactions that get us in trouble. It's those reactions that cause us to yell on, you know, yell at the guy on the freeway that cut us off rather uh-huh. than just going, eh, you know what? God bless. Godspeed. Good luck. Why would I freak myself out over a guy I'm never going to see again? He's not still thinking about me. I yeah. hope he's safe. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I hope he's keeping everybody else safe. Um, yeah. and you know, go on your way. Uh, do we have to scream and yell and flip him off and then get to our location and be like, let me tell you about this guy because yeah. now you're carrying that around. Um, that let it go. You know, let's, let's quote frozen, let it go. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's the first thing I teach is really just that conscious inhale and exhale of paying attention to the rise and fall of the chest, where that breath in breath starts and stops. And then there's that little pause and then where the out breath starts and stops. And then there's that other little pause before the inhale starts again. Just taking those couple seconds can really make such a huge difference.
0: Yeah. And it's just, it's something that I think people kind of laugh about. Oh yeah. Right. Deep breathing. I do that already. And, And most people really don't you know, and it's, it's funny because logical thing, well, yeah, I breathe in and out every single day, but (laughs) yeah, really is like, there really is a a process to it. If you're going to do it from a standpoint to have it really help you from a therapeutic position.
1: There really is. I mean, yeah, we do it automatically, but how many people do you know who, you know, you're sitting in an office with them and every so often you hear this like, oh, oh," kind of thing. They're, they're, They're gasping for air because they've been holding their breath. They're breathing so shallowly. They're, yeah. you know, um, It's not what our bodies are meant to do. This is why exercise is so great, because we have to breathe deeply. If you're running and you're breathing shallowly, you're not going to get very far. Believe me, this That's is right. me. I know yeah, that. Totally. Uh, you know, Swimming and doing aerobic things. I, I typically dance and I do flying trapeze. Um, oh, wow. This is, yeah, this, this is the first week after four months that I'm back to being on the trapeze. And of course, we're all flying in masks. So it's an outdoor rig. Uh, so we're being super hyper safe, but oh my God, I climbed the ladder for the first time in a mask. And I'm like,
0: <gasps> yeah. you know, it's like, well, oh and you were like, probably doing that because your, your mind was saying, oh my gosh, what the hell are you doing? You know, yeah, my cardio was like, screw you lady. What are you doing
1: on a ladder? Like you're yeah, totally. a hammock and on sitting on the beach. Yeah. So, but yeah, the breathing is it's, it's so vastly important. Um, and then the other thing is really just trying to stay present and remembering that right now, nothing's wrong. No one can tell me right in this moment what's wrong. It's the future stuff. You know, and uh-huh. COVID's a perfect example of that. It's what if I can't pay the rent? What if my job doesn't come back? What if I get sick? What if I lose someone I love? You know, it's those what ifs of that, yeah. that we're ruminating on. And to quote Thich Nhat Hanh, why suffer twice? Yeah. If bad I love that. Thing, you know, if bad things are going to happen, they're going to happen. You can't stop them. You can't change them. You can't control them. But why drag that suffering
0: into the now? You'll suffer. Yeah, plenty well, in two and I think too. I think as human beings, you know, we we want to be in control. Yeah, oh, you know, yeah. We want to look ahead, and this is what one of the things I teach in my mindset practice of Fit Life is that goals and intentions are two different things. Yes, we get so focused on. Well, what we've got coming next week or next month, or what I'm working for six months down the road, and when you do that, you're actually putting yourself in a position where you have zero control.
1: Yeah, and and, you know we we only have control of the now anyway. Right. You can put things into motion now that'll lead you to then, but ultimately, there's I can't remember. I think it was Eckhart Tolle who I do a lot of work, a lot of studying of him. Um, He said that he was at a pub in Scotland and there was a sign on the door that said free beer tomorrow. Wow. And it was there every day. Yeah. Cuz there's never tomorrow.
0: Well, that's true. I mean, that's that's a good point cuz really the only thing we have control over is the present. Yeah. So, and he laughed.
1: I love his laugh. But he laughed and he said, you know, people kept showing up and saying, "I'm here for my free beer." And they're like, "Nope, it's tomorrow."
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that, so funny. It's, like it's, it's true. Well, it's like I know. have a colleague too in the in the coaching space and he always says, "Well, you know, there are only really only two questions that we know. Where are you here and what time right. is it now?" You know? Right. It's like People think, well, what time is it? Well, it's three o'clock or it's four o'clock or whatever. No, it's now. You
1: know, right. Really, all we have control over is right now. Right. Absolutely. And you figure across the world, it's not the same time. I mean, I'm on the West Coast. I don't remember where you are. I just talked to someone in Australia. That yeah. God knows what time there. You know, it's always some other time. That's why it's so funny yeah. when people are like the world's going to end tomorrow. I'm like, well, who's tomorrow? Yeah. Exactly. Like, is, is it going to is it going to roll through the time zones? How is that going to work? You know, it's like. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah so I think when when people are just trying to just you know you know I, I guess the other thing that's really made me painfully aware of of especially in light of everything that's been happening with covid and everything is is that none of us really know what tomorrow's going to bring, and I think really redefined kind of given us a whole new sense of urgency in some cases as to what's really important um but the yeah. side of that is is that you know for what we've been talking about it's like as far as managing stress, it's just, it's almost gone to a whole nother level with something.
1: Yeah. And what's been unfortunate about what's happening is it has taken away so so many people's coping mechanisms. So I can't go to the gym and dance. There's no gym. I couldn't do trapeze for months. There was no trapeze rig. I love to head out wine tasting. Wine is one of my favorite things. Couldn't do that. Couldn't have dinner with friends. Can't have a massage. Luckily, my chiropractor was still open. He's basically saved me this entire time. So, it's ah. like the things that we would typically do to relax, to de stress, we haven't been able to. And I think that's why the second they give us a little bit of opening, everybody was out of their house going, bars! You know, I mean, yeah, we, right. We, you know. Everyone
0: was going, hell yeah, let's go, let's get back to living, you know? Right. And unfortunately, it
1: backfired, uh, you know, but that's human nature. It's like you can't contain us in homes. Um, so the one thing the other thing that I really recommend is meditation And it's funny because i'm i'm from the east coast originally. So i'm very type a i'm very go 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 I walk fast. I talk fast. I eat fast. I'm a dancer. So don't tell me sit down like (laughs) Like No, 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 no. Can I do like a hip-hop meditation? Do we have one of those? Um, but I found this really phenomenal. I didn't find it. Um, harvard taught me this really phenomenal way to meditate and I do a lot of speaking to like first responders and health and safety, or like, you know, women bankers. These these people are not like la 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 la. They're very driven and they're like, I of can't course. meditate. Yeah. I've never been good at it. I suck at it. It's gonna make me soft, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I teach them mini meditation, which is one of my favorite things. I'd love to if we have two minutes, I'd love to teach it to everybody.
0: Sure, absolutely. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, okay. So if you're in a space where you can safely, please don't do this in the car. Um, uh, go ahead and close your eyes. Okay. And I'm going to have you concentrate on your breath, just the rise and fall of your chest. And you're not trying to slow it down. You're not trying to speed it up. You're just observing it, just noticing what it's doing, appreciating its rhythm. And on your next inhale, think I am. And on all of your inhales, think I am. And on your next exhale, think at peace. And on all of your exhales, think at peace. Inhale, I am. Exhale at peace. And if other thoughts intrude, which they will, just dismiss them without judgment. Let them float away like clouds on a summer day. And Just return to your breath and thinking, I am at peace. And Go ahead, do one more inhale, I am. Exhale at peace and open your eyes and come back to the room. That was a very quick version of it. I normally do that for typically five or seven minutes when I'm doing talks. Um, I know uh, you know nothing says great radio like dead silence, so I figured we'd speed
0: along. A little bit. Oh, no, actually, I really enjoyed that. That was really helpful. So yeah, when out you there know, listening, that's an that's an easy something that you can do. You know, if you're parked in the car, obviously, and not driving, or yeah. you know, or someplace else, and you just you know need a minute. You
1: know, and, well. And you know, Allison, what's actually great with that is you don't have to close your eyes. You could yeah. be walking around, like while you were introducing me, I was doing the mini meditation. you know uh-huh. I do this and I do this in traffic. I don't close my eyes, but it's like being that I'm from the East Coast and I'm now in California, where the drivers are let's say less than ideal for me um you know when you're pulling up to that light and it turns yellow and you're like, "I get to go," and then the guy in front of you slams on the brakes, and you're like, "Oh my God, uh, and you can't move the guy that's they don't they don't like that um. Why am I going to stress myself out? Why am I going to react rather than respond? So I take my hands off the steering wheel and I stare at the light and I think I am at peace and I do my breathing until the light changes and I can go. Why not use that time, just that those couple seconds or couple minutes, depending on the light you're at, um, to meditate and to relax and to get present uh, because there's nothing more dangerous than heading out in a stressed state in a car or heading to a meeting where you have to uh, you know, sign that contract or help somebody do what they're going to do, um, in a stress state because it's, yeah. if we're not at the top of our game in a stress state, you know, our cognitive function, our memory, our coordination, everything goes out the window. You know, um, if we could just slow down for a second, just by doing, I am at peace or breathing or oming or whatever works for you, yeah. um, we're going to just, we're going to be at the top of our game. It's better for communication, leadership, relationships, everything's better when the stress goes away.
0: Well, and I think too, just you know, giving ourselves permission to take time and just and not feel like we immediately have to go to the next thing. And I think that really become part of our culture. And I think really before all of this started, I was equally guilty plenty of times of doing that, you know, moving getting on to the next client or moving on to the next class or getting ready for the next, you know, session or whatever. And and I think depending on how you operate. You no, I think for some people, it's just, it literally is in their DNA. But I think the first part of mastering a new habit is always just being more aware.
1: Oh, I I I couldn't agree with you more. I'm I so completely agree with that. Oh, I want I want to just do something real quick to illustrate something if I can. Sure. Um, because we we you know we talked about the negativity and the more negative we look for, the more negative we find. Right now, wherever you are, the listeners, um, look around your room, look around your space, and just find everything you can that's red. Try to remember everything you can that's red. Oh, this is fun. I'm in a different part of my house today, so I got new red stuff. Okay. Red, 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 red. Okay. Now close your eyes and try to remember everything you saw that was blue. (laughs) Okay. I know it's vastly unfair. Go ahead and open your eyes. Um, the blue stuff didn't disappear. We were just focused on the red. So if all you're focused on is negative stuff, if all you're doing is looking for something to be wrong with every situation, with every guy, with every girl, with every job, with every car, with every cat, with every thought, with every everything, that's all you're going to find. Um, so I think it's so important to shift our perspective and start to look for those things that we actually want rather than not want. And, and I've had so many coaching clients where I say, well, how do you want to feel? I don't want to be mad. Okay. But how do you want to feel? I don't want to yeah. feel frustrated. Okay. But what do you want? Because what you're going to focus on grows. Um, so I think it's so important in that way to shift our perspective, to shift our thinking whether it's affirmations or visualizations, some way to change your focus and look at something beautiful rather than looking at something terrible.
0: Well, and we just, we get so conditioned to focus on what's not going right in our lives. And it really becomes part of what's normal for us. You know, if there are like bad vibes in your house, or maybe you're, you know, you've got going through a really rough time at work or maybe you're struggling with a health issue or whatever, it's like that just becomes part of our norm. And we almost get to the point, and this is really sad, but I see it a lot with people is that it, it just becomes so normal that you almost can't imagine it not being that way.
1: Right, absolutely, and I think you're right. I think to a certain extent we're sort of wired that way. Um, yeah. You know, that's how my grandmother was. If you were two minutes late for dinner, she had you dead in a ditch. <laughs> you know, yeah. didn't consider didn't consider traffic, didn't consider you got stuck at the office, maybe on a phone call. You know, you were dead in a ditch. And yeah. you know, I had an extensive 23andMe research, and no one I know in my family's died in a ditch. So yeah. I don't know where she got that, but that was just that was her negativity and the, her paranoia and her fear. And I totally understand caring about your loved ones but really after two minutes dead in a ditch, it seems, it seems extreme.
0: Um, because honestly,
1: (laughs) it is a little extreme, but, but also if we were dead in a ditch, what is worrying about it going to do? You know, it's not going to change the fact that we, again, why suffer twice? And, you know, in defense of our brain, our vast, amazing brain, it is one of its jobs is to scan our environment for things that are wrong. It's always looking for threats, you know, oh, it's a snake. No, it's a hose. You know, uh, we do, we've all done stuff like that where we jump at something. Yeah, well, our mind wants
0: to protect us at all times.
1: Totally. And some minds take that further than others. So in appreciation of that protection, but you still don't have to be paranoid about every single thing. Yeah. And because our brain is looking for stuff in our environment that's scary, it does take time to reinforce, no, we can also look for the positive stuff. And our brain also towards moves towards that which is familiar. This is why there's so many women who stay, unfortunately, stuck in either abusive or really unhappy relationships. The brain is more comfortable, safe, in a unhappy, scary place than moving to something that is completely unknown. So yeah. if what you're thinking about is that, new known, if you're thinking about getting that promotion, if you're thinking about having that prosperity and abundance, if you're thinking about having that better relationship or walking out or whatever you need to do to be healthier, the more you make that your fantasy, the more your brain goes, oh, I, I totally know that thing. And it'll move you towards getting that. This is what the secret, think and grow rich. And what the bleep do we know? That's what all that's about. Yeah. It's not just, it's not just a bumper sticker. It, it's backed in You know studies about affirmations and visualizations and how we can change our own physiology just by the things we're saying and doing. It's 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 it's, I was going to say mind blowing. Well, and And it's and
0: it's also too about you know making decisions as if what you want is already happening because it really already is.
1: Yeah, totally, absolutely, and I think people forget that too. Or they they do affirmations, they'll do their vision board, they throw it in a corner, and they never actually work towards that thing. It's like well, you still actually have to do the work. It's not you know. Um, if you want to meet the perfect guy, you actually have to leave the house unless you're hoping for the UPS guy and they're cute and they're little shorts and all, but you know, actually, you have to actually put the effort in to make that thing happen. You know, it's not just will, it's actually force too. So,
0: well, and that's why it's like, there's a difference between just going out and hustling versus doing action. That's inspiring to you. You know, it's two, two completely different
1: what a thought on that? Yeah. And I have one, one client not to give away personal info, but she does a lot of exercise and she lifts really heavy weights. It's actually really impressive. And she was talking about emotional stuff, which, you know, a lot of us, I'm not a big emotional person. Like I, they're icky and ugly and I don't see the point. Uh, but I've, I've learned to love them, but you know, we're talking about emotions and th- we were talking about something that was so hard. And I said, you know, when you go to the gym, I said, are you doing 15 pound weights? And she laughed. She goes, no. I said, she's like, I'm doing like 40 pound dumbbells. And I went, okay, but did you start with 40 pound dumbbells? And she goes, oh no, I never would have been able to do that. And I said, yeah, you start with lighter weights and you work your way up. But if you'd only stayed with 15, you wouldn't be as strong as you are. I said, that's what we're doing with your emotions right now. We are lifting weights. We are pushing you past your comfort level so that you can get stronger. I said, it's the same way with emotions as it is with your body. And she's like, oh my
0: God, I get, yes, thank you. It's yeah. so true though. I mean, I say the same thing in a lot of my messaging. It's it's so true. We literally have to exercise our minds the way we exercise our bodies because that's it strengthens what I like to call the confidence muscle, you know? It, yeah. It, we have to prove to ourselves that we can do it, and that's a process too. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And it is about pushing yourselves and it's 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 sometimes painful, you know? I've done I am so so after doing two classes of trapeze. I did 2 hours on Saturday, 2 hours on Sunday or hour and a half on Saturday, I can barely move. Like I, yeah. my boyfriend hugged me and I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, my back and my lats and my abs. I sneezed the other day and thought I was gonna explode. It hurts <laughs> so bad. You know it's that, yeah. those abs where you're like, no, no, go, no, no sneezing but it feels so good because I know I worked myself and I know that after the first couple of weeks, it won't feel like this anymore. And then I'll actually sort of miss it because that means I worked it. You know, yeah. if I walk out of a coaching session of my own and I'm all blotchy from crying and I feel like I've just been through the ringer and there's that exhale at the end of that where you're like, Oh my God, I just processed through all of that crap. You feel so good.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a release and imagine, yeah. you know, not not allowing yourself to do that. You know, we almost tell ourselves, oh, well, I don't have time for that. I'll do it later, which is one of the biggest false beliefs I hear in what I do. Well, I don't have time. I'll do it later. I'm too busy. Yeah. And really underneath all that is just, it's either I'm not worthy enough to do it or it's right. not important enough because, you know, if it was, I would do it or whatever, you know, it's, it's right. all something. Else.
1: Or they don't know how to do it. You know, it's like, um, I didn't know how to do trapeze until someone showed me. I could watch it and I could have probably muddled through and figured out a couple things myself. But until somebody said, hey, you know what, let me show you how to do this. And I think this is one of the things I really love about coaching is somebody walks into my office and just sort of blurts out everything that they want to deal with. And they don't know what to do first and they don't have a process.
0: Yeah, they're overwhelmed.
1: yeah they yeah. don't know how, and it's like to me, I'm sort of the choreographer of that, and I get to say, Well, how does this step feel? Oh, you don't like that song? oh, let's try another one, you know,
0: um, so I think
1: yeah well, I, I think, think we you're right. we
0: want things we want to see results quickly too. we want to see that yes. what' we're doing is actually working, yeah, but there is really no right or wrong answer to that it's just absolutely and, and you know and sometimes allow ourselves that takes time to to kind of navigate, you know, and peel the layers back. And then at the same time, work on something new for us. And, you know, that's just a learning curve for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I agree, you know, it's like during COVID, I had had a back injury. I wasn't exercising. I put on some weight. This is the first time in my life where I actually feel truly unhappy with, I mean, I've got things that jiggle and I've got, yeah, it's disgusting. Um, I know that I'm not going to lose this 10 pounds in a week as much as I really want to lose this 10 pounds in a week. I feel so weird in my own body, which is horrible to say. Um, But I know it's going to take time. It came on over the course of months of between grief and sequestering and eating too much ice cream with a boyfriend. You know, I know how it got there. And I have to work on getting it off. Just like, you know, 50 years of emotional stuff isn't going to go away in one session. I think we forget that.
0: Yeah. And I just, I think that people need to remember too, that just, remembering to do the daily steps, you know, the daily processing. I like to, a colleague of mine in the coaching space calls them thought downloads, you know, just daily giving yourself those few minutes to do that just for the specific point of learning to manage your mind so that your thoughts don't like control everything that you do. You know, you have to create some separation between what you think and who you are. And a lot of people, I just don't, you know, there are just so many people out there that can't do that.
1: Yeah, and I love that you said that Eckhart Tolle talks about that a lot that that there's that, you know The ego of that thought and if we're not thinking well, then who are we? And so we start to think and then in order to really be who we are We have to belittle other people or we have to make them other or we have to make them wrong So that we have this greater ego identity and you know, we aren't our thoughts Uh, We
0: are just us or and instead we we're super hard on ourselves, you know, oh. well, you know, if I was better at doing this and this wouldn't happen or right. if I was a better mother or a better coworker or whatever, you know, then all this wouldn't be happening. And that's not it at all. You're just listening. You're just letting your thoughts control everything that you do. Yeah. Yeah. And then we
1: have to question where those thoughts come from. Is that a message that we got from when we were a kid? Is that a message we're getting from people around us? You know, I was, I grew up dancing and I had a very abusive dance instructor who was constantly telling all of us, not just me, but all of us, how fat we were. And I now look back at photos and it's like, good Lord. I mean, it's like, I was, you know, five, eight and one fifteen. I was not fat, but I had it drilled into my brain that if something jiggled on my body, I was a huge cow uh, because that was the messaging I got. So now as an adult, it's sometimes hard for me to distinguish, okay, what is this voice in my head that's wrong? And what is truly I need to tone up and be more fit? That's been a weird struggle for me for the last year. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, it's just, it's, but it, it's also, again, back to like the very first thing I think that we said when we got on here is, you know, allow yourself to get in the space of possibility and just what yeah. can be eight You know, I mean, that's, that's the good thing. Any, you know, every day, every day that's available to you. You know, you can start yeah. day completely over if that's, if that's the way you want to look at it. Yeah, totally.
1: That's a really good point. Yeah, that's true. We have a new start with every exhale, right? We get to create a different reality for ourselves.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's say that there's someone out there who's listening and feeling really inspired and that they're ready to kind of let some of their, some of their, either their personal baggage, or maybe they're just interested in doing something new. What advice would you give them?
1: Yeah. You know, I think it's just about knowing ourselves and really knowing what we want and knowing how we feel physically, emotionally, spiritually, sexually, financially, you know, what is the health? What do we look like right now? And, you know, I always use the analogy, we rent a car and we walk around that car and we look at every inch and every scratch and every bump, cause we're not going to pay for that. But yet we don't know ourselves Uh, We don't look at ourselves in the same way. So we know more about the rental car than we do our own bodies and minds and spirits. And so to me, it's just just sitting in silence for a couple minutes a day and looking at ourselves, taking stock of who we are, and then asking yourself, what do I want? Not what I don't want, but truly, what do I want? Because if you don't know what you want, then you can't go for it and you're never going to get it. Um, so I think that's it. It's just taking that time to really just be with yourself because you are worth it and you are fabulous and amazing and it's a great relationship. And I hope you all get to know that part of yourselves.
0: Yeah. I just, I, I love that. I think that's just, it's so simple, but yet it's just so necessary for lack of a better, for lack of a better word. I think, I think if everybody took that time daily, you know, I think, I mean, I would like to think that Maybe some people would just be further along or maybe we would even feel like we're
1: yeah. It's about self love and that appreciation. And you're right. of feeling worthy to get those things. Yeah. You know, you, you, we have a birthright to have a, the phenomenal life and abundance and prosperity and joy and love all those things we kind of say we want, but then we're looking for the things we don't want. Yeah. Um, you know, just go for it. That's been my yeah, abundance is school. always available to us. We're the ones that clog the clog up the pipe, if you will, you know, we we yeah.
0: the switch turned off for whatever reason. Yeah. Turn that switch on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let it flow. Right. Absolutely. So where can people find you? This has been really fun. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Where can people find you?
1: Oh, I did too. Thanks so much. Yeah. So um, KathyGroover.com is the best place to find my books. I wrote a lot about stress, uh, all my techniques and some other techniques too. So Uh, and then uh, there's also coach, And I do a 15 minute discovery call just to see if working together is something that would fit for us. And there's all that info on the site as well, relationships and personal stuff and business things and spiritual growth, uh, on Kathy And I love keeping in touch with everyone. I'm all over social media. So, uh, I host a podcast myself called the fire and earth podcast, which we have a lot of fun with that. Outstanding.
0: Yeah. Sort of Very good. And I know, I know you, I know I read about your Ted talks. Tell me where people can find those.
1: Yeah. So the TEDx talk that is, I mean, they're on YouTube, certainly. Uh, and also on com. There's a link to that talk. And then a couple of my other ones that I'm really proud of. So yeah, if you, if I can come into your organization, once we're back up and running in person, do, I love speaking. I've been all over the world doing workshops and
0: talks. It's one of my favorite things. Awesome. Sounds great. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for making time for me.
1: Oh, of course. Thanks for having me, Allison. Appreciate oh, it. Oh, no,
0: it was my pleasure. So if anyone out there is feeling really inspired and ready to do something different, um, please feel free to reach out to Kathy. I will make sure all of her links are in the show notes here. So if you're on our platform of milehighradio.com, you can find all of that. And also to anyone out there listening, if you are not yet in my private Facebook community, please come over and join me there. Living your ultimate life through fitness and self-care. We do all kinds of challenges, all kinds of fun things. This entire week, as a matter of fact, the focus is on habit mastery and the steps that we teach and helping you develop a new habit. And what Kathy and I have talked about today really, really can lend itself well to that practice. So please feel free to come over and join us there. And if you're not on Facebook, please head over to my website at cufitness.com. That's the letter C, the letter U, fitness.com and click contact us and just send me an email. I love hearing from you. I always love hearing about what inspires you, what you'd like to hear about. Maybe if there's something that either myself or one of my guests said, that really moved you to make a decision. I always like to hear that. So um, we are celebrating our one-year birthday today, actually. Um, and so I am super, super excited. I'm grateful. We are worldwide with thousands of listeners and followers, and I could not do it without you. So thank you from the bottom of my heart um, for continuing to support me on the self-care journey for all of us. This is Allison Katskowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life, so make it a good life.